Hello and welcome, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Goofs and Gambles podcast. My name is Joe Pulte, joined always by my cohort, the DJ himself, Mr. Jordan Collins. Joko, how's it going, man? How are you doing? <laughs> Pretty good. I'm, I'm coming off of a good week one high from college football. Yes. I'm glad it's back. Both gambling and just, uh, and just personal love. Oh, yeah. Love for the game. Is, it feels like it's back for everybody. Uh, we can celebrate. I do want to? No, I want to thank baseball for getting me through this dark time. It was just not True. good enough as any kind of football game I have watched this weekend. Would baseball exist without gambling? I can't say for sure either way, and that's basically the answer, the correct answer for that. I can't answer it. I mean, there's too many old whites that hate gambling, but there's also too many old whites that love baseball. I think that's what keeps it alive and going. Yeah. Um, so we can celebrate, right? Texas is good. Florida State, mostly good. I'll take it. Uh, I'm at Oregon's garbage. Um, what else can we celebrate? Well, my weekend recap, let's tell you, like I had 20, I had over 34 plays oh, wow. going into week one. And a lot of people are like, holy shit, Jordan, that's a lot. I went 26 and eight. I had a great weekend. I mean, there's only five picks. I was like, Jordan, you got a little too cute with that one. <laughs> you were, you overthought, you outthought yourself. Uh, one being uh, betting on Oregon. I don't know why. Yikes. In my brain, I thought Bo Nix was the answer. Mm-mm. He can be the answer. No, nope. Bo Nix is not. I don't believe I ever lose, Joe. I either win or I learn. <laughs> and I learned that Bo Nix is not the answer. <laughs> I really like that. I, I, it's not too many times I lose. It's a few times when I learn. I like yeah, it a lot. I, I learned out of all my eight picks, there's a lot of things I learned. And there's a lot of things I'm probably going to overreact to for week two on the lines. Okay. But yeah, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about the week and feel like, hey, we started off great. Uh, I did not have that many plays. I did, of course, have my teasers and all of my teasers hit because... We won pretty much what how we kind of thought it would. Um, there wasn't anything. And maybe I was that's too a upset bad about. sign. I know. <laughs> maybe the, now it's just going to hit us in the face next week. Week two is looking. But very I don't know. I'm looking at the books now, and I'm I'm feeling okay with it. Like there's not a lot of questionable things. Like I are, we're already going to discuss it. Yep. I think FSU's on their bye, which they deserve. They played week zero. They played week one, and they all had games. What was it? You're not going to play on a Sunday, then play Saturday. Correct. And I think next week y'all play on Friday. Anyway, it's not the point. So yeah. she's got a week off. So y'all can all sit in pain and watch with me here in Austin, Texas. That Alabama UT game yes. is going to be rough. It is, I don't know, going to be 102 degrees and humid. Is... It's going to be an 11 a.m. kick. What is, I mean, obviously the best case is UT wins by any amount of points, right? Uh, yeah, I, I might cry. Like I'm, is there may not see me for, a is week. there a true worst case? Like when you're playing Alabama, like, is it like if you lose by, if you lose 47 to seven, that's probably the worst case, right? If people go, man, Utah state put up a better fight. That's the worst case. Interesting. Okay. Well, obviously that's a pretty low bar to beat. I think you guys can do that. Um, yeah, that's the worst case. I don't know. I mean, the, what's uh, the line's 20 and a half. And if you lost 44-24, you're not happy, but you're not terribly 
upset. I it's gonna be it's it's gonna be upsetting. Uh, either way, I really just want to see us cover. Um, if they move the line a little bit my way, that sounds awesome. So I can feel like a moral victory. Hey, we did better than what Vegas thought. But yeah. I, I mean, watching the UT offense against University of Louisiana Monroe, mm-hmm. that should have been a cakewalk, and it looked like a cakewalk. But I saw Quinn Ewers. He missed a lot of reads. He wasn't that accurate. I was like, it, and to be fair, granted, it is his first game. He is technically a true freshman, that same age. So I'm not too worried. Uh, Bijan Robinson played for a few snaps. We were kind of looking ahead. Once we got the lead, we're basically saying like, hey, let's start wrestling the starters pretty immediately. But Bijan Robinson had 10 carries, 11 broken tackles. Okay. So a touchdown. Yeah, he had a hell of a game for as little as he played. Okay. But can he do it? I mean, I guess maybe one of the best teams. We'll see how the season plays out. But I mean, it's certainly shaping up to be one of the best Alabama teams we've ever seen. Yeah, and probably is. After watching the weekend, was there anybody in your college football four predictions you were like, okay, maybe I made a mistake? Or maybe a team were like, ooh, I should probably think about putting them in there? I think I maybe bought into the chance that there would be better Pac-12 teams. I would say it's only never know, one, is. one week, but I don't really believe in any of them right now, except maybe USC. <laughs> Maybe USC's back. It feels like 2005 all over again. It's like USC, Texas, maybe Florida State. We want me back. Take us back. Those are the years. Those are the best years. Yes. Uh, but I'll tell you, man, I watched the USC game again. Yeah, they played UTEP, which we saw UTEP get pummeled by North Texas. And speaking of which, that was my lock of the week is take USC the points, the spread, the over. They're going to do it all their own. So 3-0 and on that game. But like you were saying, I don't think the Pac-12 is that good. I think that's they're a glorified Big 12 with the zero defense. Mm-hmm. I saw Utah. I thought Utah was pretty damn good. They, I know that's a rival of yours that won, but Florida with the late game interception, ESPN instant classic on one of those games. It was a it was a good game. Um, I'm actually really excited for their game this week. Kentucky at Florida. It's going to be a little spicy. Um, that is going to be a spicy game. I mean, is it's in the swamp again. I think Florida's already a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't like that. That's a trap game. Um, we'll five-and-a-half points. I'm leaning Kentucky. That's just – that could be a game that ends in a field goal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm looking I'm looking at it through my you know 13-point teasers that I like to do in 17-and-a-half. So but that's Anthony Richardson. He he looks like a reincarnated Cam Newton. Well, he was their quarterback for a little bit, and then they brought in Emory Jones, and then uh, they had another guy too. Um, but it looks like they finally settled on him because I think Emory Jones transferred. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I that would be the only downside from this past weekend is that it looks like Florida and Miami may also be back as well. Because, of course, Which, you can't have everything. College football is better when those schools are back. You, it might be. I know you hate them, but no. all. No. Yeah, I, I actually would rather have the Gators good. If, you know, if it meant Florida State's good, too. Um, I wish nothing but the worst uh, to the Miami football program. Always. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Yeah, something I did learn as well, just going back to that. Speaking of rivalries and people we don't like, A&M did not look good. Now, that could have been the weather delay. They could have been sluggish yeah, that way, but that was, not a, that was not a very attractive opening for them. They should have won by 80. I don't know if they play this week, but I know the week after they're at Miami, and that is going to be a spicy one. Yeah, you're going to see college game day there week three. So college game day is going to hang out in Texas. Uh, they're going to be here this Saturday for Texas, Alabama. They'll be next week at A&M Miami. Oh, it's at a and I mean, that that's is, great. Yeah, it'll be at A&M. And I really hope Hurricanes pull it out. Give me more crystal ball defense. <laughs> we'll be on I, very different sides. Uh... Maybe we do a little, uh, a little bet, a little friendly bet for the show there. Okay. But also something I learned, Rutgers. Love Rutgers em. football is a covering son of a bitch. I don't care how many points they get. I'm taking them every single week. That is going to be an auto pick. It's going to be the Jordan Rutgers system. Actually keep the points. They didn't even need them. I got them at plus seven. And I saw like, oh, quarterback's dead. Running back's dead. The tight end's there. Nope. The starters aren't going to play. Yeah. I'm still taking Rutgers. Give me the extra three points. Easy. Wow. Yeah. So we'll see how Rutgers does again this week. I'm going to bet them no matter what. That is my absolute favorite team to watch. Uh, Greg Schiano's got the defense coached pretty damn well. Yeah, uh, I'm looking around some other games. You know, I'm just kind of circling in um, North Carolina, Georgia State. That's not that bad. I mean, yeah, it's technically a road game for them. And yes, it, this would be like, I guess, Georgia State's second biggest win ever. But. UNC team did put up a lot of points, so I know that they should be okay to put up enough points to cover a spread. In theory. that UNC game of UNC App State, yes, was an absolute shit show. That should never be allowed in football. <laughs> you should. I should never see an onside kick return for a touchdown. It happens. Yes, I should never see it. Well, and then, and then the still almost lose. Correct. That's actually the worst part. The, the, the best part was the onside kick where they just destroyed everybody <laughs> on the Appalachian State team. And one guy ran in untouched uh, for the touchdown there. Yeah, I'm looking at like the big games we got here. I think Tennessee at Pitt would be a fun one to watch. Your hooker kid is a weapon. He was he was fun to watch on Thursday night. Uh, like you said, Kentucky-Florida is a big game. USC-Stanford could be. Stanford's always there to fuck some shit up. Correct. And then the only, I think, ranked games where there's two top 25 ranked teams is uh, Baylor and BYU. Mm, yeah, pass. I'm not watching that one. <laughs> Me neither. Um, uh, Baylor did look good, but they also played a high school JV team. Wasn't really impressed. Uh, if anything, I see the BYU's favorite three and a half points. Here's, a, here's an interesting game for you. Michigan and Hawaii. Hawaii goes to the Michigan. I it's can't Michigan. remember I Hawaii being ever on the East Coast for a game. I'm trying to remember, like, when, <laughs> when was the last time Hawaii played someone big in the actual Power Five conferences that wasn't, like, feel like, USC or something? I feel like they played, like, Rutgers or Syracuse one time, and it was, like, a massive time difference. This is Yeah, this is Hawaii at Michigan. 
this is a little kind of a wild, <laughs> a really random uh, game to have been scheduled. Oh, they uh, Hawaii actually played UMass. Interesting. In 2017. So, I mean, it's bound to happen for them. Yeah, but no one as big as, like, at the big house. That's kind of wild. No, that has to be one of the biggest uh, stadiums they'll ever be in. Um, That being said, that's a weird game, too, because they're going with the backup to start that one. Really? That's the – that Hardball decided, like, hey, he went through a whole Bible verse and explained to me how if you grow (laughs) two plants the same, see which one grows quicker – (laughs) <laughs> or better, that's the one we're going with. So he's taking out McNamara and putting in the backup for week two. So basically, we can't bet this because we have really no idea what's going to happen. But I'm looking, you know, here are my teasers at least. Hawaii plus 64. And yet I don't feel confident. Oh <laughs> you watched that Vanderbilt game, right? No, I did not. The, the Vandy Hawaii game in week zero? I think it was like a 50-point beat down there as well. So, so that being said, there's I don't, definitely a scenario you're saying where Michigan covers 64. Yes. Wow. This could be a basketball score with a, like an 80-point game. That would be amazing. Against Hawaii Zero. Interesting. Well, I will I not mean, be betting that either way. Scored, Michigan scored... A shit ton of points last week too. They yeah they beat Colorado State fifty one to seven. I'd like to think Colorado State's better than Hawaii. Yes, I I would agree with that assessment. Um, hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is just kind of an early peek ahead for us. Uh, you know, I'm not yeah. going to place too. We'll, many. we'll have more official picks either Friday or Saturday on that, but. I mean, really, I don't want to touch any of these Friday games for college football. Um, I think it's Louisville, USC, or UCF, and then Boise State, New Mexico. Those are the Friday games. None of those really get me going. Yeah, I might do a a little sprinkle on maybe UCF money line, but outside that, not really uh, too enthralled with that. Um, Yeah, I mean, it feels like and we'll talk about this more. Like I'm, I want to watch so much more of the NFL games. Like I'm super excited for the NFL. But from a gambling yeah, standpoint, that, honestly, from, from a gambling standpoint, it feels like there's a lot more money to be made in college somehow. Because there's a lot more loose ends. That correct. I think the book can't keep up with. Right. There's only and so many. See, like okay. There's only so many right. Chicago Bears and Houston Texans that you can bet against in the NFL. <laughs> I threw that little jab in there just for you, but uh, thanks, bud. I weirdly makes me feel warm inside. And yet, uh, we can we can switch over to NFL now. Um, I don't love the 49ers in this matchup. I, if the Bears were to like just kind of like randomly pull off a random win, that like later on in the season we're like, what the fuck? How did they beat them? Yeah, I mean, if we're gonna go straight to the Bears 49ers game, uh, seven points. I mean. I probably preached a little bit too much about how the Bears are going to be awful this year, but I can't help but think that they can at least keep it within a touchdown within a rookie quarterback uh, or a first-year playing quarterback. I also noticed that a lot of people are on the 49ers. There's a lot of the public is already on that. I'm trying to get the exact numbers, so that also makes me worried. Home dog, 
public's only favorite. All of my gambling signs point to the Bears. Now, like I've said, I've been preaching to everybody, do not bet this team. And I feel like I'm going to be the first person to go against it. I mean, that's a good value for what you're getting. 71% of the bets are on the 49ers. So maybe buy a point to seven and a half. So if they do lose by exactly a touchdown, which is more likely to happen than getting a push by the point, don't, don't be cheap about it by the point. Yeah. That being said, by the point for the 49ers, six and a half is a lot better than seven. That is correct. Um, I would probably lean six and a half more than I would seven, seven and a half right now for bears, but yeah, you never know. I just, until I can actually watch some Trey Lance because I completely ignored him last year, I don't want to put my money out there. Well, when I feel like and that's probably ones. a smart idea, Joe. Because, I mean, right now, I'm not betting. I'm betting one unit for every single pick right. until week three happens or I have a little bit of an understanding of what I'm seeing. Yeah, give me one unit per game. And that's going to, as we do the show, I'll kind of adjust more to be like, hey, four units on this, two units on this, shit like that. But right now, just bet small, bet consistent, be, be this somewhat disciplined on it, uh, and go from there. I mean, don't bet 34 picks. That's probably not smart. What It worked out for me, but it could absolutely burn you later. How are you feeling for the first game, the Thursday night game? Um, this is going to be the first, champs. the first game with Matt Stafford as a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I know. I hate it. Uh, that being said, I think people are actually forgetting about what adjustments the Rams have made to improve. They got Bobby Wagner on the defense. Ooh, I, I like that. I like some Bobby Wags. I think people have forgotten about that. They got Allen Robinson now as another weapon to replace OBJ. I've never been a huge Allen Robinson guy, but I'm sure that's going to help out I mean, fill that hole. He's got to be happy. This is going to be the best quarterback he's ever played with by far. Right? Yeah, actually, 1,000%. Yeah. I'm not going to say Stafford's better than Blake Bortles. I can't. Or Blake Bortles is better than Stafford. Right. Interesting. But I'm looking at this. Uh, you're giving me two and a half points at home. Super Bowl champs. I think that's a lock, and I'm going to lock it in now before it gets any smaller of a number. 68% of people are on the bills. What uh, What's the money 80% line? 80% of the... Or not the money line, sorry. What's the over-under looking like that in that game? Over-under... Pulling it up. Sorry, got all off. I think it was at like 61 or some crazy shit. Like no, that. I think it's 52. Oh, I'm sorry, 52. That's not that crazy. 52, it's not. No, that's definitely going to be a higher scoring game. But I also feel like week one games are always kind of low scoring because everybody's not used to the preseason. It's not real. Who cares? Yeah, but I mean, these are two very experienced teams with two quarterbacks who can score, you know, 21 points in four minutes. So I don't know. That's true. I am leaning. I'm definitely leaning towards the over on that for that game. Yeah. So this is the 28 to I wonder 25 type game. If they have, they probably don't have. Let me see. So 72% of people are betting the over, which is a given simply because 
people love betting the overs. Oh, especially that's, if you like that. That's life. If we like that number now, we should get it before Thursday because it's probably going to 53, 54, if that's the case. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to keep going up. I actually will like, I will lock that in. But right now, I'm locking in the Rams plus two and a half. I have them also money line at plus 125. Okay. It just seems. I don't. I love the Bills this year. I think they're a great team, but still, it's ring night. It's all that stuff. I mean, I think opening Super Bowl teams to open, they're like 14 and two. The only times I've ever seen them lose week the first week was the Broncos, which is when Peyton Manning retired. Yep. And the other time this happened was the Broncos when John Elway retired after their Super Bowls. It happens. So I'm looking here, and this is one of my favorite bets to do. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, first touchdown scored of the game. This is what I'm going to give out. This is what I like to do. I like to okay. take both the tight ends. Tyler Higby and Dawson Knox. This way, it doesn't matter who has the ball. You're always in play. You're betting against, obviously, like a 50-yard touchdown right, you know, right off the bat. Um, but with these teams and, you know, especially tight ends, like Higby's basically the only tight end on the roster for the Rams. Um, and Dawson Knox is, you know... Uh, uh, yeah, he's been... He's a red zone, last year. He was red zone touchdown machine. 14 and 12 to 1. A little sprinkle, a little, little half unit on each. And now I especially have something to root for in the first quarter of the game. I'm not against the Knox touchdown. I think I have him in a fantasy league of mine. Yeah, it is weird. He's being drafted way higher in fantasy football than I feel like he should. Because he's not like a seven targets a game tight end. He really is just carried by like the, you know, the fact that like every other game he'll score a touchdown. And if that's what you want, if you want three catches, 27 yards on a touchdown, that's great. But that's a pretty lo- medium ceiling, I guess, for a tight end. At least on my end. But. So I just came up with a parlay for this. And uh, I'm going to run it by you. It's a three-leg, and it's what I said. Rams, money line, mm-hmm. the over of 52, and a Cooper Cup touchdown. Anytime. Anytime. That's a uh, plus three hundred. Three to one. Ooh. Seems like a decent value there. If you're, and I'm like, let's say, let's switch this around. Let's, because if I'm going to bet on a anytime touchdown, I'm also betting on the other team as well. True. Oh, I guess it won't let me do the over Buffalo and the over. Hmm. First half total points is 26 and a half. That's kind of a sort of like the under on that. Then halftime hits and they start scoring more points. Josh Allen to have 400 passing and three touchdowns. 14 to one. It's not going to happen. Not with that Rams defense. I I love Josh Allen. He's not going to throw. He may run a couple. That's going to be a game where he's getting like 225 passing yards, but then he also runs 50 to 60. Okay. I don't know. Maybe Gabe Davis breaks a bunch. We'll see. Yeah, was there any other games? So so I'm pretty locked in on the Rams Thursday night. I'm so excited to actually watch that game. 
I'm leaning Rams. the first real NFL game that matters. I'm definitely leaning Rams. Yeah, leaning Rams. Uh, I, I like the Bills team, but because it's week one, and I still just have those memories of the frustrating Bills games last year where they lost to the Jags or, <laughs> you know, did other stupid stuff. Um, you know, everyone yeah, just pencils up in this. Yeah, the Texans. Yeah, everyone. I is, mean, every good team loses those one games, and you're like, what the hell? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm very excited to watch it, but I'm probably leaning towards Rams in the over. Um, and uh, and I'm just I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm very excited. I want to go through the next games though. So okay, because um, there's one that I do kind of be like, hey, this one's pretty much a lock in my mind. Okay. Uh, Ravens Jets, give me the Ravens. I I don't know if Zach Wilson's back. He's not. They're. He's, He's not, not back. It's Joe Flacco. It's a Flacco Bowl. Um, so, Flacco revenge game. Correct. Okay. Let me throw out uh, another one for you here. Where is it? There we go. All right. So, let me uh, just stretch this window here. Okay. So, Ravens minus six. Bengals minus six. 50 wins 107. Tell me, I know that you like the Steelers overall, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's going to be Trubisky against a high powered offense and, and yeah. in Cincinnati. And if I just look at the weapons and the familiar, familiarity and the fact there's no TJ, I don't think TJ Watt's playing. Um, I don't know. I just feel like this is going to be Bengals 35, the Steelers 21. So, and the Ravens. I think it's going to be a very, very ugly game, and it's going to be very low scoring. Really? uh, Both sides. Yeah. Interesting. So, I still like the Steelers defense. I don't think that has changed that much. Uh, Watt, uh, he's kind of questionable, right? Yes. But still, I like the secondary that the Steelers have. I mean, I'm looking at the previous games with them against each other. The under's gone five, two, and one in the last eight meetings. The over/under on this game is 44, and my only thing I would say is, if I remember right, the Bengals like scored like 49 against them in a game last year. What time was that last year? Oh, I have no idea, unfortunately. Was um, it towards the end of the year? Because that's when the that's when the Bengals turned it on. Because this, this is the same Bengals team that lost to a Justin Fields first game Bears team. Oh. <laughs> Frankie's got opinions on the answer as well. Correct. She did not like the bet. Or the Gardner. She does not like the bet. I If it goes up, because right now I actually have the Steelers at seven. Interesting. So on my book, I have them at seven. Another book, I have them at six. You feel good about maybe Steelers plus seven and a half, Ravens minus six, because that would be basically the same odds, fifty to win roughly one hundred seven. I really do believe, and the key thing is, Big Ben itself was a terrible quarterback. I think Mitchell Trubisky is an upgrade. I definitely. I also think getting rid of Juju, getting rid of Juju Smith-Schuster, and whatever. Also, probably enhances the Steelers' offense. Uh, yeah, 
I I like the Steelers. I even like a money line. I like it that much. Interesting. I'm not going to go. I'm probably going to do a little sprinkle on that because it's two to one around that area. But that might be come Friday when we discuss this again, that might be on my official picks. I guess uh, looking over the slate, are there any lines that right now seem a little bit off to you or a little bit surprising? Uh, see, I see this Lions thing going up and down. Uh, Lions, Eagles. I think it opened up at four and now the Lions are getting a lot of the money. So now it's plus three and a half Lions. I don't understand that. As much as I like Hard Knocks and I like Dan Campbell, Eagles, I think, I have them going far in the playoffs. I'm, I'm on the same page with you. Uh, I just feel like the Eagles itself have something to prove. 58% of the bets are on the Eagles, but 59% of the money is on the Lions. That so there is heavy bettors on the Lions. Maybe it's because they're at home. I guess, yeah. Definitely. I, I'm expecting an AJ Brown big year from them, so that's why I'm like, I'm I'm a little confused on why the line's there. I would assume it'd be favored more towards the Eagles, even though that they're on the road. Uh, another one, the Colts Texans. Okay. I can't help but think maybe the Texans cover. I need somebody to talk me off the ledge on this. Why? I mean, it opened up at seven. We're already moved up to eight. I see that a lot of the sharp money is on them. 50% of the tickets are on the Texans. Really? 94% of the bets are already on, on the Texans. Of the money, money line or on the spread? No, not just on the spread. Okay. 94% is on the, the, of the money is on the spread. Um, interesting. That is a, I could see that. I absolutely could see that. I could see even the, you know, the Colts winning like a 24, 21 game. Um, yeah, I kind of like, like the points there. I I'm leaning that way and it doesn't make me feel better that you're leaning the same way. We'll discuss that more. <laughs> yes. I, I don't like agreeing with you ever really. Um, uh, another thing I was like, man, there's kind of jacked up lines that I don't really love Raiders chargers. Uh, it opened up at four. It's dropped down to three and a half. Chargers are favored minus three and a half. Bets seem pretty split on that as well. A lot of the money's on the Raiders, though. Interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm leaning Chargers. I'm leaning Raiders. You're Okay. This is where we can talk. I agree. I think the Raiders are probably going to be a better team than the Chargers throughout the year. But this, I'm also nervous. This is probably the healthiest the Chargers will ever be. Correct. <laughs> that is a big reason why. Uh, I mean, uh, there's definitely some pieces on the Raiders I like a lot. And I think this is definitely a high-scoring game as well. Um, I, I like that over 52 right now. Um, I don't know. I, I can see the Chargers losing the game because they do Chargers things. But... I mean, like you said, they are the healthiest they've, they've ever been. Uh, adding Khalil Mack, uh, adding that to a defense that already has Derwin James. Yeah, just looking at trends here. Um, Raiders' last eight games in September, 7-1 and one has gone over. Raiders, in their last six games in week one, against the spread, they are 5-1. and one. Uh, Against each other, the unders hit 17 
out of the I'm 17 and four every time that they meet up in Los Angeles or at the Chargers on the road. The underdog in this battle has covered 19 out of the last 26 meetings. The Raiders are nine and four against the spread in their last 13 meetings in LA. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be uh, not a toss up, but um, it's going to be the team that scores last probably. Um, yeah. So if that's the case and if they score last, I feel like that's a field goal. Give me the three and a half with the Raiders. I would feel good about the three and a half with the Raiders because I remember didn't uh, Chargers Chiefs start out last year and then Chiefs score or uh, Chargers scored the late touchdown and then they went for two with Mike Will and and they have danced around your house yes. at the time. Yes, there was. I actually remember this. Now. <laughs> yes, it was the Mike Will that brought things back up to life. But yeah, no, that's. I just see that I see Staley doing some dumb coaching decisions. I mean. It's in a dome. Weather's not going to really affect the over-under. I'm looking back on that since it looks like the under hits a lot more often. 52. I mean, I'm leaning Raiders and under just based on the way the trends have been. Yeah. I think uh, I'm still going Chargers uh, because of the health. And, you know, like I said, this is the one time I get to bet on them when they are fully healthy. Um, (laughs) But uh, I can see it going either way. Yeah. Cool. Uh, next, really, really ugly game. Let's just get this out of the way. The Jacksonville Jaguars. They are at the Washington Commanders. The commies. The, the football commies. team. Whatever you want to call them. Um, uh, commanders are favored by two and a half. They were originally favored at four. So a lot of the money is going in on the Jags. Interesting. There might be people smarter than me. I watched that Jags team play. They're I mean, not good. They're not good, but they're kind of impossible to prepare for because no one's really seen, you know, any of that. And they definitely got a coaching upgrade, right? Yep. We it's been pretty well established that um, some of, a lot of their issues were from the coaching staff uh, last year, and they almost and they were pretty frisky last year, even though they sucked. Um, they weren't like the worst team ever. Uh, so it is cool that James Robinson's going to be back for this Jag team. Uh, ETM will be there, so they may have a good one-two punch in the backfield. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of why, but other than that, I don't trust their quarterback. No, I I actually trust Carson Wentz over Trevor Lawrence. Really, I like the Commanders' defense a lot better. Uh, Chase Young is an absolute animal. Agreed. Just to kind of give you a where the money's at, 66 percent of the bets are on the Jags. 91% of the money is on the Jags. Now, this will move by the time we talk about it later. But I do really believe that public dogs have fleas. I almost want to stay away. Uh, I'm leading commanders two and a half right now, right off the bat. I want to keep seeing where the line changes and moves. I might I might jump on it if it goes to two to one, one and a half. I, Maybe hit commander's money line. Yeah, it's not a bad play. Yeah, um, especially anytime it's the spreads, you know, two or two and a half or less, uh, you might as well just take the money line. Um, they're at home. Um, they're definitely going to be throwing the ball in this game. I would look at whatever Carson Wentz prop is for passing yards and probably take the over in this. Uh, Antonio Gibson has looked like 
I mean, he's had one of the worst preseasons you could ever have. He basically, <laughs> if Brian Robinson didn't get shot in the leg in a carjacking, Antonio Gibson is not going to be playing very long. Once he's healthy, he's he's basically back to the bench. Um, yeah, we may talk about this on a Friday because yeah, I absolutely agree. I may not do the uh, passing yards, but amazing passing attempts because you know he's just going to be slinging the rock like 50, 60 times a game. Absolutely. I might take the over, whatever the passing attempts are. Yep. Uh, I definitely agree. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll have to look at uh, – maybe on Friday's pod we'll go over a, a lot of different props specifically. Yeah, Friday's going to be a full-loaded episode. Right now we're just kind of checking out, recovering what's going on here. Taking a little browse. Um, um, I'm trying to think of any other games we missed. I'm, uh, we haven't talked about your team. The Miami, uh, the Miami Dolphins at home against the Patriots. Uh, we don't talk about it because I, I honestly believe in jinxing, and uh, okay. and I'm very excited to watch this game. Um, I don't. I'm kind of fading the Patriots this year, and um, you know, it feels like no one outside of Miami Dolphins fans really believe in the Dolphins. Um, and I never <laughs> believe. Every year, I feel. I never believe in the Dolphins, and yet this year I'm like secretly like you know have a couple of threads with some other people, and it's just like, hey, I mean, ten seven, that's definitely doable, right? Um, yeah. Well, I wish we didn't play in the, the AFC. Dolphins. If the Dolphins were in the NFC, you would lock them into a wild card at minimum. Yeah. But we do. Yeah, they would play, probably be division champs of the NFC East. We do play. If you want to make that the up AFC, in that scenario? Unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we do play the AFC East, unfortunately, um, and yeah, I don't know what to expect with uh, Buffalo. I guess the, the best case for us is the Rams win, uh, Ravens win, and then we end up, uh, you know, pulling out a close one against the Patriots, and we'd be sitting pretty. So, if you do like the Pat- or Dolphins to. Um, make the playoffs, you probably want to bet that before this game. Because if we do win this game and the other two teams lose, the odds will definitely not be as good. Yeah, um, just looking at this game right now, because I already have a ticket that they're in the playoffs. Uh, they're a wild card team. I just, just for shits and gigs. But 66% of the bets are on the Dolphins. Almost 80% of the money is on the Dolphins as well. I'm just looking at the trends. The underdog has won four out of the last five times, so that would lean towards more of the Patriots. But that being said, the Patriots also two and eight against the spread in the last ten meetings in Miami, and the Patriots are one and four against the spread in their last five meetings against the Dolphins in general. Yeah, uh, I'm very excited. I think this Dolphins offense is going to put up some points, um, and. Uh, I'm excited to see, you know, Chase Edmonds. I'm excited to see, obviously, what Tyreek can do. Um, I might even lean towards the Tua passing over. Um, we'll see. Um, I actually want to do a prop, and I'm trying to find it. It was on one of the books I have. I think my bookie has it, but I do want to have an Xavier Howard interception. Xavier? Um, Xavier. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Mac Jones has not looked good all preseason. Um yeah, and, uh, I, I do want to take, like, if I'm looking at, like, that kind of stuff, just 
negative looking stuff, the most interceptions, it's going to be Mac Jones's first week. Yeah. Um, interesting. But well, I'm, yeah, I'm looking at that stuff. I can't find it yet, but it will probably be there by Friday once games get a little closer. All right. I got to two little fun props for you. First right. coach to be fired or resigned. They now amended that. It used to be first coach fired. Uh, first coach to be fired or resigned. Hmm. Who do you think the favorite is? Uh, your Panther guy, uh, Baylor, Matt Rule. Matt Rule. That is correct. Then I would probably lean Pete Carroll. Uh, uh, <laughs> Ron Rivera. <laughs> yeah. So the, the second favorite is none other than Mike McCarthy. Oh, that fat fucking stooge. Yeah, no. I mean, they're not going to do bad enough. To they're not going to. They're not going to fire midseason. I think. But the second that Sean Payton says, hey, I'm willing to come to Dallas. Yeah, then it's over. You could see a surprise and be like, okay, he's canned at the bye week. Get yeah. Dan Quinn in there to be the interim coach. Have Sean Payton come in. I think Dan Quinn could get another head coaching job this year. Probably, I mean, yeah. he was the he was the hot hand of like interviewing, but then he turned it down to be the DC for the Cowboys. So maybe he likes what he has. Maybe Dan Quinn's the next coach for the Cowboys. But I think Sean Payne's definitely something that they're targeting. But yeah, I was thinking literally Matt Rule, Pete Carroll, Mike McCarthy, Ron Rivera. Yeah, that's basically the top ones. And then right behind it, uh, Frank Reich and Dan Campbell. Uh, Cliff, 10 to 1. I don't think they'd let go of Dan Campbell, even if he goes like winless this year. He is just too perfect. <laughs> All right. He, what about most points scored in the regular season? So best offense. Uh, shit, that's a really good. I, I think the Bills have to be favored, right? Yes. Bills are five uh, to one. Then I'm Chiefs got to be up there as well. Yeah, Bills, Bucks, Chiefs, Chargers. Yeah, give me the Bills. That seems easy. Don't. Don't doubt it. Don't don't second guess it. Just do it. Because they're the, the thing I'm looking at is with that bet and that prop, they're going to have to score against the AFC. Like every AFC team has a ton of offensive weapons, so they're going to have to score like 40 points a game to guarantee a win. Sometimes I have uh, just a little sprinkle, just throwing a little sprinkle out, fifty to one. What team do you think I'm sprinkling? 50 to 1 is the Dolphins. 50 to 1 is not the Dolphins. Uh, what is it? They're actually 30 to 1. 50 to 1, famous Jameis and those New Orleans Saints. It's, it's for a long shot? I'm not going to be shocked at the end of the year if it happens. I mean, with uh, Michael Thomas coming back, Chris Olave, uh, Jarvis Landry. Yeah. I mean, he's got he's got weapons. I haven't heard anything about Kamara getting suspended or anything. Yeah, they don't. Uh, it's not going to be pushed back till next year. Awesome. So I don't know why he dropped so far in the draft this year in fantasy. Uh, most people do not realize that. Well, so, um, too late now. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, Fifty to one. Fifty to one. Really? You know, that's it's. I don't think it's going to happen. But if it does, it's. I'm not shocked. 
what's going to happen is I'm not going to bet it. And then it's going to be like five weeks in, I'm going to do the math, see they're in third place and be like, what the F? <laughs> yeah. So what do you think about this uh, Vikings Packers game? So I like the Vikings. I'm, uh, I'm in on the Vikings this year, which is uh, never a good sign. So maybe this is time to fade the Vikings, but um, I like both teams. But I think that Green Bay still is going to have to figure a few things out. All the new receiving weapons, the A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones thing, um, you know, the Vikings have improved their defense and they've greatly improved their coaching. So, um, and, you know, a healthy Dalvin Cook. Uh, Yeah. You know, it's week one. Everybody's healthy. we got to keep that in mind. Um, Exactly. Back to our Chargers thought. I mean, this is the healthiest that the Vikings will ever be all year. Correct. Uh, just as a trend itself, the overs hit for the Packers against their last four NFC North games. Okay. The overs hit in the last four of the last meetings between Packers and Vikings. I say the overs at 47. That is a very doable number. That is a very easy, kind of low NFL number I see there. Yeah, uh, I could definitely see that game going over. Um, I could see it being like a... 30-27 uh, Vikings pull it out kind of game. Uh, they are at home. Crowd's going to be fired up because there's big expectations. You're going to see the purple yeah. pe- people leaders up in the crowd. I'm leaning Vikings. I feel like the Packers struggle every week one. They got their asses kicked. Yes, let's not forget. Jameis yeah. Winston last week. <laughs> Jameis tore them a new one. I think Rodgers had like a three as a QBR rating, which if you threw it in the ground, like you get at least five points. <laughs> <laughs> Again, somehow he fucked that up. Yep. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited to watch that one as well. Um, which actually, uh, that's got to be, that's not the nighttime game, is it? No. That's the no. afternoon game. That's Sunday gonna night game is going to be the Cowboys, Buccaneers. Tasty afternoon game. All right. Actually, this reminds me. So, I have a rant. Here's All a right. uh, patented Joe rant here. Every Thursday at my company, we do meetings, right? And we usually do them at like 10 a.m. Corporate, which is just a fancy way of saying the owners, uh, they are out of town this week and and last week, too. So like, hey, we got to have a meeting. We got to have a meeting. We'll be out of town. Let's do it on Zoom. (laughs) I'm like, all right, fine. They're like, I can't do Thursday. What about Sunday? I'm like, I'm literally looking around the room and there's 12 other people in the room and I'm looking my head back and forth. Like, is anybody going to say, you know, say something here? He's like, I could maybe do Monday. I'm like, Monday looks great for me. And everybody else in the room (laughs) goes, Oh, I could do Sunday because they always, you know, they just want to say yes. They don't want to say no to their boss. And I'm the only one. And I go, well, it is opening weekend of football. And everyone just kind of like looks over at me like, you idiot. Why would you even say that? Just say yes, like everybody else. No, How Joe, about you got to stand company, up for yourself here. doing our meeting 2 p.m. on Sunday, opening weekend of football. I was <laughs> trying to think of anything to like throw it off. <laughs> I feel so bad. I was going to be like, well, it is 9-11. You know, like it's almost like a holiday. <laughs> I was trying to. Dude, you got to do it. I mean. Never forget, but holy hell, Joe, I would have quit. 
<laughs> it was, uh, I'm still upset about it. I'm still telling other people in the room, like Band of Brothers, how could you let this happen? Um, <laughs> why did we not put up more of a fight? Because I, much like, you know, everything was, I'm usually the one that uh, puts up the fight. Uh, and uh, yeah, so this Sunday I will be on Zoom in my football jersey. Uh, I haven't decided if I should do it like at your house in another room or do it over here. The difference is that I might miss the first hour of like red zone and everything over here. Cause over here at my house, I can only watch, you know, one game. Let's um, do it over here, Joe. I think I am because I purposely want to be annoying and be like them to see like, Hey, I'm at a busy household. A lot of people are celebrating the first weekend of the game. You're the one that did this. Okay, here I am. No, I think it'll be hilarious seeing us shotgun beers for every touchdown, and you're like trying to be professional <laughs> in the meeting. Like, oh, the Bears got a field goal. We got a good shotgun. Ever get the boys ready? <laughs> I and like that show. Just in this these... scenario, you were shotgunning for a field goal. <laughs> we were going to shotgun for any point scored. This <laughs> nice. Kind of like the Rangers seven. It's. All right, we may need to lower the Ranger 7 to Ranger 4. Yeah, actually, it might be a, a silver lining that they went away with Ranger 7 because otherwise, every single day, we'd be cursing the Rangers, like, scoring five runs. They get exactly six, and they just forget how to play offense. <laughs> yep. But anyhow, yeah, so, so that's that's my rant <laughs> for this weekend is I will be coming to you live uh, from Zoom. Uh, Beautiful. No, come over. We got like four TVs in every single room. Nice. Um, yeah, okay. Um, anything else uh, for this early week? Any baseball things you got tonight? Yeah, I got like six picks for baseball tonight. All right. Let's and nothing it. too crazy. Just I'll go back and forth with you. You give me your first pick. Um, Mets. Uh, actually, you know what? No, I don't trust the Mets right <laughs> now. They have been... Not as good. I'm going to take that back. I'm going to go Cleveland Guardians, or as you would like to say, Gardenians. Um, I'm going to take their money line tonight. They're playing in Kansas City. Um, it's going to be a... Uh, it looks like Bieber is pitching for the Guardians. Bieber's pitching. They got Bubik pitching. Bubik with that really ugly 2-10 uh, and 10 record. Yeah. 5.47 ERA, 1.67 whip. He only gets through really four innings. I think it's a great pick. Uh, what is it? What is the money? It's like minus 200, right? Yeah, minus 199. Close enough. Yep. So with that, I didn't really have a take. But I do want to say that that might be one of my parlays because I was, you said Mets first. I was looking at the Mets run line. I think when I was looking at it last, Mitch Keller has not done that great lately I'm trying to look at Mitch Keller's last like couple starts but the run line of minus one and a half at minus 130 taking the Mets that was my pick That's, I felt good about it now I feel better that you don't like it so I might win now <laughs> that's true I don't know I mean I, I still like the Mets I still would pick the Mets um, it just makes me nervous because they've been a real roller coaster at the last couple weeks here so logic, logic yeah, says they should win this game handily but yeah logic always says that the Mets should win they have that that team is incredible uh, and I got another one for you. or not 
What's uh, up? And this might be on your list. Orioles over. I'm just going to throw it out there. <laughs> I am going to have to break your heart. <gasps> Don't do it. I am going. I know. This is why I'm doing it. I have Orioles Blue Jays under eight and a half at minus 130. It is 76 degrees. The wind is blowing in from center field to home at six miles an hour. And it is raining. I'm taking the under. You've changed. I have changed. I, I, I'm taking the under. <laughs> I actually wrote down and says, I don't like it. I don't like myself for doing it. <laughs> but I feel like it's a smart choice right now. Just looking at the weather and all that stuff. I mean, Bradish uh, with the Baltimore Orioles, he shut out the Indians. I'm sorry, the Guardians and then the Astros back-to-back games. He gave up three to the Red Sox and then three to the Blue Jays before that. I'm looking at Mitch White. Mitch White is on my fantasy team, so that's also why I'm kind of leaning under. But, eh, Mitch White's not good. That might be the reason why it goes over, but I do think the under is probably the most, probably the smart play here at eight and a half with it being rainy and the wind blowing in. Uh, Speaking of uh, fantasy teams and fantasy baseball teams, (laughs) we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the fact that our commissioner basically pulled off one of the biggest screw jobs of all time. Yeah, uh, this is a very corrupt league, and I feel uncomfortable even being in the playoffs. Yeah, I've, it's it's awkward because uh, I know you've uh, obviously been a, a friend of uh, our commissioner for a very long time, but um, from an unbiased standpoint, kind of seems like some shenanigans are being pulled. Basically, we had a three-way tie, and the person who made it in had a losing record against me, a barely winning record against the other guy. Um, and his, the overall, obviously, he came out to like, what, two and five or something? Um, or two and four? Uh, very controversial. Um, do you think this sets up even more bad karma for his Cowboys team this year? Well, fun fact, he is not a Cowboy fan. Oh, I thought I assumed he was a Cowboy fan. Some would assume, just because he's a Yankee fan. Most likely a Laker fan. You would just assume. (laughs) You would just assume he would fall under that cowboy. But he is actually a Raiders fan. Now, to be perfectly honest with you. Oh, all right. Outside of of baseball, I don't think he's watched a Raider game in like three or four years. (laughs) I don't think he cares. He is such a baseball nerd. It's not even funny. Basically, like, uh, I guess my my question really is, is all the bad karma that he's, uh, you know, uh, obtaining by doing this uh, clearly. It's the Yankees recur- losing their lead and then blowing a division. That is going to be the bad karma. Uh, now, that being said, Joe, I, I feel like if I do win this league, I feel like there's an asterisk on it just because of the bullshit tiebreaker. I do want to donate my money of my fantasy winnings to one of our followers on Twitter or our podcast. Whatever nice. I win, I will give it away. We will figure out a way to figure that out. Okay, and That's what I'm going to donate it to. So if I do win, I think it's about four or five hundred bucks. If I get seconds three ish. If I get last, it's a hundred dollars. So hey, somebody's walking away with my winnings at this point. Okay, uh, that is very honorable of you, and uh, it creates a, now a scenario for me to root for. Uh, exactly. Besides, just uh, don't let Andy win. It's we. That's that's the 
that's in the Bible somewhere. It's just, you can't let that guy win. I've never seen a nine versus one rivalry with the entire league against one individual. <laughs> Truly uh, the Vince McMahon uh, of our lives. <laughs> Here, so let me get off to the next game, but yeah, we'll definitely figure out how to get some follow, like randomize that contest for everybody that does follow and listen. But for my next pick, I do like this uh, Rays. I think it's Rays Red Sox. Yeah, Rays Red Sox. Um, we got Dick Hill pitching the night, my favorite Civil War veteran. Um, give me the Rays over three and a half team total. That's at minus 120. I think the Rays can easily, they usually don't score, and I think that's why we're getting a very low number. Yep. But they can put up eight against Dick Hill. Interesting. Okay. Uh, my next one, I think I'm going to take the Braves on the road. They're playing the Athletics. There's probably going to be 50 fans in attendance. Um, <laughs> this is basically going to be batting practice for Riley, Lazuna, uh, Acuna, and all the other Braves hitters. Um, Are you taking money line? I would I would feel okay taking the minus one and a half because I know that the Braves are going to bat a full nine innings no matter what. There's you know uh, a lot of value in that. I feel like that's one of the things that with the, um, the spread in baseball that people don't take into account is that when you're not the home team, that means you're batting nine full innings because uh, they are a part of my parlay, and I was wanting to see which way you're going. I'm just taking a regular money line. I If I'm parlaying it, I'm just going to go with that. But realistically, I, I do like the Braves on the road at, at Oakland. I think Oakland had a decent amount of wins lately, so they're due for like 25 more losses. So Braves came right in time for that. I also like the Philadelphia Phillies tonight. That's why I'm parlaying those two together. So it really just becomes an even money bet. So plus 100. Okay. For both of those teams to win. So that's why I picked them and the Braves, Phillies and Braves, to kind of win together. Now, Joe, you know this. The Phillies have fucked me every single time I bet on them. So I'm expecting that still to happen. Don't go too crazy um, with that bet. But I do like that it's an even money parlay there. Okay. Any other baseball picks for tonight? Yes. I also have a weather situation with the Cubs and Reds game. Ooh. The wind is blowing in pretty hard from right field to home plate. Uh, give me the under on that just because it's a Wrigley Field wind blowing in under. I believe it's at eight. Let me double check that real quick. Yep. It's at eight. Yeah. That's going to be a low scoring game just because, one, I like that there's no offense. Um, wind's blowing in. It all just makes sense. Wade Miley is a bum. <laughs> And it, it just that's just in general. There's no real logic or reason to that. I don't know Justin Dunn too well, but I can just assume he's shit too. So yeah, give me the under. Okay. I'm kind of uh, surprised. Last pick I really have. No. Uh, what asterisk? are you surprised about? No asterisk play tonight. Uh, I actually do have a little bit on that. I don't know. How I feel about it. That's why I didn't want to really say it out loud. But if we're gonna do this. I like the team totals of four and a half Astros over. They could score around six runs against Otto tonight um, and then pull them and they could score another five more against the bullpen the Rangers have. 
Last night, weird game. They had uh, their kid have an MLB debut. He, of course, looked like another Justin Verlander, identical. That's what they kept showing the entire game. <laughs> and he pitched an absolute gym as a debut against the Rangers. Okay. Now, that being said, the Rangers also only got one run yesterday. They had several opportunities, left a lot of guys on the bases. So that's why I'm saying, hey, they still got hits yesterday. They're probably due for a high-scoring game today. Give me the over on the four-and-a-half team total Astros. All right. And my last pick I really have is it's it's questionable. I just like the money line. I like where it's at. Uh, give me the Tigers' money line at plus 120. Uh, Erod is pitching against Mike Mayers. Mike Mayers is a re- decent, probably one of the highlights of the Angels besides Otani and Trout. Um, I just feel like since I watched the Tigers get blown out last night, Maybe they bounce back with Erod. Erod has pitched pretty well lately. Okay. I feel um, okay with the value being at a plus money there for the Tigers, and the Angels lose pretty consistently as well. Yeah, I mean, pretty much the only difference between these two teams is Otani at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. same thing. Um, okay, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much uh, everything I got um, looking here. I don't really see too much as far as uh, no score first inning. Maybe the Yankees game. I have to see what that score is like. Um, uh, they don't have it up yet. Um, Probably look at, if you're looking at a no scoring kind of game, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like the Diamondbacks at the Padres isn't a bad one. Okay. Um, it's not up that's yet. That's already a very low total itself. That's kind of what I look at first. Which one has a very low total, right? Right. That total's already at seven. I I like Joe Musgrove. I like Merrill Kelly. I think they're decent pitchers. They usually do very well in the first three at bats. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I think I'm gonna. It's not up right now, but I'm gonna take a look a little peek later. That's definitely one to look at. That's kind of what I was meaning. Uh, other than that, I got nothing, Joe. I'm I'm gonna keep studying. I'm gonna keep looking at the college game day picks. I'm going to keep researching NFL. I have to do my own Circa Million contest and enter in those picks soon. Oh, boy. So hopefully we have something to fund this uh, podcast here in the next couple months. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so we are going to be back uh, Friday. Uh, we'll probably record uh, Friday morning around the same time, I assume, uh, and have it up uh, early Friday afternoon. Um, cool. We'll Everybody loves Picks Friday. A whole rundown of college picks, uh, NFL preview, um, and then we'll also, by that time, figure out exactly what we want to do. Or if we're going to do maybe one live from your house uh, on Sunday nights um, or, or what, uh, as far as that's concerned. But uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning in. As always, uh, go Longhorns, go Knowles, and uh, uh, don't go Andy. <laughs> uh, I don't know how else don't to say Don't go Andy. That. Uh, let's all cheer for the, it's 2022. Everybody's eating Pujols fantasy team. Yes. And you will, we have one of our followers win some money. Cool. Sounds good. Uh, thanks guys. We will see you on Friday. Cool. Have a great day.